2023 is destined to be a great year for the UFC with already some big fights scheduled at UFC 283. Light heavyweight title is on the line. Then UFC 284, the best division in the UFC. The lightweight title is on the line between the number one and number two pound for pound fighters. And then, of course, we still got Hamza Chamayev waiting in the wings. As usual, the UFC has held him up. Will he get a title shot or not? We'll discuss these topics and more next. Broadcasting live from an undisclosed location. This is the community MMA with your host, Chris Cross. And new, and new, and new. It's over. It's over. Oh, a big right hand. Oh my God, bro. Oh, 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 a big right hand. Oh, a big right hand. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the community MMA. It's your boy, Chris Cross. Checking in, we got a couple topics to talk about today. Of course, still Islam Mahachev and Hamza Chamayev remain in the news. And you got a couple guys like Daniel Cormier and Chael Sonnen uh, weighing in on both these guys. We'll get into that in a moment. But let's begin with Islam Mahachev because, you know, an interesting topic has come up. And that's if Alexander Volkanovsky beats Islam, would it be a huge upset? Well, I think a lot of people would think it would be an upset. On first thought, and hey, I think it's an upset, right? Because it's Islam Mahachev's division. Volkanovski has to come up, but he hasn't lost yet in the UFC. The guy's undefeated. We should not forget that. The guy is undefeated and has not lost yet in the UFC. So Chael, Chael Sonnen, when he's asked this question, says, no, of course not. It's not a big upset, he said on his YouTube channel. Volkanovski is number one. Islam is number two, pound for pound, of course. You have to turn to the pound for pound list. It's the only list both guys are on. So I'm with him on this. I, I get what he's saying. The only thing is Volkanovski is moving up against a guy who seems like he's going to dominate the division for a while. And this is why I've been saying that we might be in for a big letdown and wake-up call if this thing doesn't go Islam's way. Chael continues, Volkanovski, who's never lost. Volkanovski, who's ranked higher. How would that be shocking news? If Volkanovski gets beat, not only is that something that's never happened before in the UFC, any element of that fight that's going to go against Volk will be something that's never happened before. So, you know, and, and this is the thing is we're not factoring in all these things because we just assume that Islam Mahachev is going to win this fight, right? We just assume that he's winning this fight. And that's a big assumption. And I was wrong on Charles Oliveira beating Islam. But now that Islam's won, I'm sold out for Islam. And in his first title defense, he's got the uh, featherweight king coming up to take him on and a guy who's never lost in the UFC. And if Volkanovski wins this fight, he may be unstoppable. Then there's going to be all these old heads knocking on the door like Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, because they're going to see an avenue where they think they can beat this guy. Islam Mahachev is the toughest in the division right now because of the style matchups of which he can take his opponents down and finish them. Volkanovski may have that in him too, but it's not as prevalent. It plays more into the cards of Dustin Poirier and Gaethje and Chandler who want to stand and strike. They're not going to do well against Islam, uh, who can take them down, keep them there, and finish them. So I think the whole lightweight division, especially the old heads at the top, are all going to be rooting for Volkanovski. 
because if, if he beats Islam, they're going to be thinking, hey, we got a chance against this guy where we probably didn't have a chance against Volkanovsky. Now, they would never tell you this, but I think in the back of their minds, they know we're not beating Volkanovsky. So that's that. Then you got Hamzat Shamayev in the news, Gilbert Burns jumping all over him saying, I took him down. Imagine what Poetan, meaning Alex Pereira, can do. If I was able to knock him down, and considering uh, Pereira's power, his hands must be so heavy. I took him down and he's still trash talked to those guys. Poetan's hands are huge. Uh, His hands are huge. This is what uh, Gilbert Burns was saying to uh, in a conversation with Super Latis. So, you know, you got that, and Gilbert Burns continues. It's not that he lost himself; it's that he couldn't find himself. Things happened too fast for him. Three fights in, and he was already a star. At first, I really liked him. He would call people out and keep fighting. Then he broke character. He's unwilling to make weight. He causes trouble. I like the guy who called anyone out who would take any fight. But see, this is not Hamza's fault. This is the UFC's fault. Because when you rise in the rankings, you got the old heads like Conor, Colby Covington, excuse me, not McGregor, but Colby Covington is not going to fight him. And then it's also the UFC's fault because every time a champion goes down, we all of a sudden we have to have a rematch. Why wouldn't they just let Hamza fight Leon Edwards right now? Make Usman fight someone, beat him, and then, you know, but because he was a champ so long and it went to the fifth round, he gets a rematch, but he got knocked out. You know, the, these are the things I, I don't understand uh, when it comes to Hamza Chamayev. It's not his fault. He's did what he's supposed to do. He beat Burns. And quite frankly, going up to middleweight is better for Hamza. I think he fares, I think he's more, it's more of a risk to fight at welterweight now because cutting the weight is why he struggles against Gilbert Burns. Look, Gilbert Burns come up to 185 and watch how easy Hamza manhandles him because he's not going to get tired in the second round. You know, he, he unleashed himself in the first because of the weight, lo- uh, weight loss to make weight. He's done in the second and did everything he could in the third to get that victory, and he should have got the victory. So, yeah, yeah, Gilbert Burns knocked him down, but he knocked down a tired Hamza Chemaev, taking nothing away from him. He did it, but that's what it is. Altapa Maktapo says, the worst part for me is they still have not given Hamza a title shot or a big fight. It's so annoying. It is annoying <clears throat> because the guy is just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. And he's beating everybody. And we're going to see guys like Hamza, maybe not as good in the future, kind of fizzle away and never get the title shot because of all these rematches holding up the division. You got a, a rematch in the welterweight. You're going to probably have a rematch in the middleweight. We had a rematch scheduled in the light heavyweight. We got multiple rematches scheduled in the flyweight. Imagine all those contenders, which really that's the one that makes sense because there's not really a contender that can fair uh, face off with Moreno and Figueroa. They're the two dominant, but in every division, it seems like there's a rematches now. I mean, I just don't get it. I just don't get the fact that we have all uh, these rematches. Do list, you know, no, nothing changing there till we get some fights in. Of course, you got Islam versus Alexander. Two versus six, Hamza remains number one. And if you wonder why we talk about Islam and Hamza so much, just focus on the do list. The do list will tell you everything. We'd love to talk about McGregor. 
if there was something to talk about. We'd love to talk about Covington if there was something to talk about. Number five, Prohaska, he's out for a year. So the whole do list top five is kind of solidified. You know, maybe McGregor's got to get moved out in Covington eventually. There's going to be some room. I mean, if Okanowski wins this, he's got to go way up, way up. And it would be a shocker, an absolute shocker. Make no mistake about it. Getting back to another topic, involves Hamza too, but Andre first said make Shavkat versus Jing Liang. Right? Shavkat Rachmanov losing his fight uh, to Jeff Neal, who pulled out due to injury, supposedly. So Andre saying, you know, put Jing Liang in there. I say go for it. I, I think Shavkat's disappointed because, uh, you know, he's looking to move up in, in up as a contender to the top five because you already see what happens to Hamza. Even when you get there, then it gets tougher because now you're on hold for eight months. Then they tell you fight one more guy and then you get a title shot, you know. It's like, how long you got to wait? Kadabala says Shavkat versus Hamza. That would be sick. Because that's like really like, that's like a two champions going at it. Even though they're not the champions yet because we got all these old hits slowing things down. Someone else weighing in saying they train together now. So that would be highly, highly interesting to me. Uh, Hamza versus Shavkat. Jeez. Two powerhouses. But I don't want to see them fight until it's for the title. Shavkat's going to keep coming. And if Hamza waits too long, the welterweight division could be tougher if Shavkat gets the belt. That's going to, to me, Shavkat's tougher than everyone else in the division. Usman's getting older every day. He may very well reclaim the title like Nunez, but he won't hold on to it for long because the days are numbered. Not like he's going to fall off hard, but you know, there's not much uh, room for error at the top. When you start getting older and slowing down just a little bit, you're better than the rest of the fighters, but when you start slowing down just a little bit, all of a sudden you don't look better. The fights are closer, and anything, I mean anything, can happen. Now, let's get into the prediction of the day because we got a good one here with uh, Ismail Bonfim. The Bonfim brothers at Dana White's Contender Series uh, are getting in action here at UFC 283, but Israel or Ismail Bonfim uh, is taking on Terrence McKinney, and Terrence McKinney's no joke. He's got the knockout power. So let's get into this prediction of the day, and we'll come back and break it down further. In the lightweight division at UFC 283, you got Ismail Bonfim making his UFC debut against a tough Terrence McKinney. Bonfim 18-3, and three, McKinney 13-4. and four. So both guys, despite the debut by Bonfim, come in with a lot of experience in MMA. Now McKinney, 2-inch uh, has a two-inch height advantage, also a three-inch reach advantage. He's a switch-dance fighter where Bonfim, the Brazilian, stands right-handed. Now, in Bonfim's uh, debut with Dana White's contender series, he landed about 5.7 significant strikes per minute. That number will come way down as competition gets better, but McKinney uh, has maintained an average of about 4.7, which is pretty good. It means he's very active in the octagon. He's also averaged five takedowns over three rounds to Bonfim's one. So this is not going to be an easy debut for Bonfim. They're really giving him a test here with Terrence McKinney. Now Bonfim uh, had 100% takedown defense at the contender series, landing one takedown and leading in significant strikes over uh, Nariman Abasov, 85-45. Uh, there in significant strikes to get the unanimous decision 
victory. Now, McKinney came in and got that seven-second knockout over Matt Frivola. He came back and beat Phariseum by submission, then suffered a setback against Drew Dober, uh, who we know is a very good fighter, knocked him out in the first round, despite McKinney having two takedowns and leading by 20 significant strikes at the time. Then he came back and submitted Eric Gonzalez to really prove himself as a UFC fighter. He's won three of his first four fights in the UFC, and I don't see anything changing here. I mean, the Bonfim brothers are both coming in with a lot of hype, but Terrence McKinney uh, was coming in with a lot of hype too, and he's backed it up. So the experience is the difference here for me, and the activity and the stats by McKinney so far in the UFC, it's off the charts. I expect McKinney to win this thing, likely by submission, uh, to move to 14-4 and four here in the lightweight division at UFC 283. Yeah, so... You know, it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good fight. But, you know, Terrence McKinney has that knockout power at any time. Oh, a big right hand. I mean, you're just standing there going at it, you know, at any time. He could land it or he can come in in seven seconds. Boom, 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 boom. Like he did against Matt Frivola. Welcome to the UFC, Ismail Bonfim. And you know Bonfim is... He's already sort of like a veteran. He knows what's coming. He, he knows who he's fighting against. But he's got to come in and make sure, you know, he stays away from McKinney at first and gets his feet wet a little bit. Don't just go in there and try to slug it out with McKinney because things may not turn out well for you. And you're in the early prelims, the under-under card <laughs> at UFC 283. And this is when big things like that happen. Right, there's always these, you know, there's, there's 15 fights on this card. There's six in early prelims. So it's going to be rapid fire for two hours. Like as soon as one fight's over, the next ones are coming up. And it, th- these are the early, in the early prelims, these are what sets it off uh, for the rest of the night. So you expect some big finishes and we might get one here. So just a word to Ismail Bonfim. Watch out for the big right or big left hand at any time. At any time. And I'm looking forward to Jamal Hill versus Glover Teixeira. I can't wait. He's going to fit 14 fights first, but sometime about 1 in the morning. I really hope Jamal Hill gets that title. I really do. Because that would be the best case scenario after Yuri Prohaska lost the belt. Or had to vacate it. You know, so a lot of good things coming up though, man. I'm excited about UFC 2023. I don't know about you. I'm excited about it. But until next time, it's your boy Chris Cross. Hope you have a great day and God bless. Peace.